All right. Well, good evening. Welcome. Sign is lit. You know what that means. <laughs> My name is Jeff Heracors. Welcome. Did you hear that? Glad you joined us tonight. Uh, Wednesday night, midweek, and the month of May is almost over. Memorial Day coming up next Monday. I hope you have a good, uh, good holiday. Be safe when you're out there, please. Don't drink and drive. And, you know, uh, we told it all the time, but unfortunately, folks do it. So be careful when you're out. Hello, Omar. That's my producer, Russ Omar. And he's glad you're here, as long as we all are. Uh, I'm going to tell you a story tonight. Now, I've written this up before on the didyouhearthat.com blog site. So I'm not going to, this will not be on tonight's blog. Um, only because I've written it before and you can find it in there if you want it in there. And by the way, if you ever want to go back to my stuff, uh, you can like, did you hear that on Facebook and you would get all of the blogs and all of the podcasts. So they're on there too. So as well, but anyway, the story I'm going to tell is kind of a continuation of the story I told last week about, uh, when I went to work in Detroit at WXYT, the Lone Ranger station, the station that was the first station ever run the Lone Ranger. And as a newsman for him, and as after I told the story and the response was great, I got a lot of great comments on it. People enjoyed it and it was fun telling it. But uh, I had to think about something that came up and it, it was really kind of a, a, a funny little story after that. And I wanted to bring that up tonight. So that's what we'll talk about now. Uh, when I worked at XYT, I mentioned to you that uh, I would go in at four o'clock in the morning and get donuts for the morning man and bring them in. And then I would watch the news and write up stories and do all that kind of thing. And, and just be just kind of generally around if something come up, I'd make phone calls and do whatever. And then at eight o'clock in the morning or eight 30 in the morning, we'd have a production meeting where they would send us all out on our various assignments. So one day I go to work and everyone seems friendlier and normal. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess I'm just a friendly type of guy, I guess. And, um, everyone's smiling and patting me on the back. How you doing, Jeff? How you doing, Jeff? And I'm getting kind of nervous and suspicious here. So we go into the meeting and the news director, a great lady by the name of Lisa Berry said, said, uh, okay, well, she went through the assignments and she goes, Jeff today, uh, at the mall in Troy, Michigan, which is a suburb of Detroit where we all were, uh, Elizabeth Taylor is going to be speaking. Uh, she, she's there on a promotion for Black Diamonds, her new cosmetic line, and we want you to go cover the event for us. And she goes, what we're looking for is something about AIDS and AIDS research. Now, this was about 91 or 92 uh, when kind of the height of the AIDS epidemic was going on. And she goes, please get some story from her if you could. All right, yeah, no problem. So I... Get myself all cleaned up and uh, grab my tape recorder and a company car and boom, head out on the freeway to this mall in Troy to talk to Liz Taylor. Now, it was supposed to be an event where they're going to open up like at nine in the morning. So it was an early morning thing or 930 in the morning, I think it was. And it was going to be done fairly early and I was going to be back and they wanted it by noon. They wanted to put on the new newscast and run it at noon and one o'clock and then back again at the afternoon drive, the four or five and six. So. Okay, so that's basically what the assignment was. And that's an easy assignment. I mean, you can do that falling out of bed in the morning, basically. And uh, so I charge up there, but I notice as I get close to this mall, the traffic on the interstate is back way up. I'm thinking, man, oh, man, what's going on here? You know, I mean, traffic's backed up. And as I get to the exit, I'm seeing they're all going into the mall. So, Holy Toledo. This Taylor's coming to town. They got this many people here to see her. And that was really what it was. I finally get my car parked, and I start to walk in, and there are people everywhere. I mean, people everywhere square inch of that place and she's going to be speaking at a jeweler at a cosmetics counter basically and it's like i don't know how they're going to pull this off 
So I walk in and then introduce myself to the guard who takes me to the media room. And when you go to the media room, you give me your credentials. They give you a badge and they tell you where to go and where you're allowed to sit and the questions you're allowed to ask. And they'll give you a kind of a rundown of how the itinerary is going to go. And if you need anything, you're supposed to ask like uh, the TV people want a spot to put their cameras and all that kind of thing. And so me, I just wanted a basic seat. And so they sent me to a security guard who walked me up to another security guard who walked me to a third security guard. All right. Now, as we walk into the room, excuse me, as we walk into the room, there are, again, there must be 5,000 people standing at this cosmetics counter, which is just a regular cosmetics counter at a regular store. I think it was a Macy's actually. Okay. And I'm looking around. It's like, how is this going to work? Well, over in the corners of the media area and it's all roped off. They got security, a couple security guards there. And they got, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 chairs for, for the media to sit. And they're all kind of crunched in, kind of like uh, uh, if you go to take an airline plane, uh, an airline plane ride somewhere, and they put you in the back, and you got to sit there, kind of all crunched up with each other. Or imagine going to a football game, you know, it's kind of everybody crunched in like that. All right. So I walk in, and as I walk over there, uh, they point me to where my seat was, and I was assigned next to WJR Radio, which is the biggest one in Detroit and a, a great radio station as it is. In fact, if they called me and offered me a job today, I'd probably crawl. Like WJR is a great station. And uh, it was next to a young lady there that I'd worked with before on previous stories. Her name was Donna. And I can't for the life of me think of her last name. She was very, very nice and very professional. And we had helped each other out of some stories. In fact, I'd helped her previously. Uh, we were covering a trial, I believe, and, and her microphone broke. And, and I helped her out with some tape. And I had a spare mic or something, too. And, and worked it all out with her. But uh, she'd always remember that. And every time I'd, she'd see me, she'd save me a spot and try to help me out. And it was kind of a nice, nice thing. She's a very nice girl. but. I was, my seat was assigned next to her. Then next to her were two newspaper people. Now, this is 92, back in the days when uh, they had society pages. Okay, remember the society pages? You know, they, they had to talk about dresses and ball gowns and all that kind of crap. Well, they had these two ladies, one with the Detroit News and one with the Detroit Free Press, were each assigned to this thing. And they were supposed to sit next to Donna, who was sitting next to me. All right. They had the big hats and the cigarette cases and the whole thing. I mean, they're like Hedda Hopper and uh, Luella Parsons back in days gone by, right? They're real snooty attitudes, and they were the society page editors and the society page writers, and they, they wanted nothing to do with an event like this and all of us common folk, but they were the sitting next to us, okay? And that those two will come into play later here. Next to them was the TV people. Now, the right next, right directly next to them was Channel 7, ABC News Affiliate in Detroit, one of the biggest, largest news organizations in town, top-rated. They brought one of their best reporters out. She was a, a very attractive blonde older lady, and she was a great reporter. I mean, she really did. She was probably their number two or three reporter, but if there's a major story in Detroit, she was all over it, and she did a great job. She was married to some GM executive, some General Motors executive, so she had a little bit of pull in town. And, uh, but she was there, and then next to her was uh, Channel 2, and that was the same person I got into a fight with, I told you last week, over at the uh, Department of Education building after the Detroit teacher strike. That person was there. Uh, nobody really liked that person, and, and of course I didn't. And then kind of down a ways was Channel 4, which was the NBC affiliate in Detroit. And they're very, very good. They're a great news organization. NBC News is a great news organization uh, themselves. And uh, I auditioned with them twice, by the way, but I'll tell you about that sometime. Anyway, uh, but Channel 4 was there with one of their best reporters up. Now, the cameras, the camera people were on the opposite ends of the place. They're probably 100 feet from where we were in the back of the room or in the back of the this counter area there, okay? 
And Channel 4 is on one side, and Channel 7 is on the other. And Channel 2, I don't know where they were. They're they're just kind of a mess. So anyway, now you get the lay, lay, you get the lay, uh, the lay of the land there. You get the layout, how we're all set. We're all seat, seated there like we're at a football game at the 50-yard line at Michigan Stadium, right? We're all on top of each other. We can barely breathe. And we got the two ladies with the big hats that are snooting around about how they're too important for this. The TV people, TV people always are just TV people. They're, you know, looking at their mirrors and, and looking at their time, and everything is just so how it is. And, Radio guys, myself and Donna, we're just sitting there having a good time watching and laughing at people because it really is kind of funny. All right. Five minutes before we're ready to go on. Well, maybe closer to two minutes before we're ready to go on. Okay. We're timing down and we're getting to go. Oh, by the way, standing next to me, I should say, was a security guard, a very attractive older lady. And I asked her, I says, you're a security guard here? Yeah. Oh. And then I said something when I was younger, I was a little, not as tactful as I am now. I said to her, I says, ma'am, I got to ask you a question. Please don't take it the wrong way. I really said this too. I don't know why I would have said it. When you go back to your high school reunion, do you tell them that you're a security guard at Macy's in Troy? This lady looked at me, and fortunately, she understood I was joking with her because she said, "No, I don't." She goes, "Actually, my job is executive vice president in charge of purchasing for this this location and all the locations in Michigan." This woman's a big dog. She's like an executive. I looked at her and I says, "Okay." Well, I said, "I I I I stand corrected, and I salute you for your achievement." And I says, uh, what brings you here? And she goes, we all want to see Liz. And this is the only way we can get here. They made us work. <laughs> the only way they let us come in. We had to work. So this lady with security, she tried to be great, by the way. Because uh, once, once the event got going, Liz wouldn't take questions from the media. So she was going to all of us getting questions. And they would take, she, they would give them, take them to, from her. Liz would look at the security guard and get the questions. But she wouldn't get them from the media people. So this lady, she got a question. We'd write up and give it to her. And she would ask the question. So we got our stuff answered. But anyway. Two minutes before we're ready to go on. This place is packed. It's loud. It's crazy. Security's everywhere. Police is everywhere. It's just everybody waiting for Liz Taylor to take the stage. And right directly behind the media area, this little old lady who's standing there with her husband, part of the crowd watching, part of the audience watching, passes out. She passes out colder than yesterday's chicken in the refrigerator. Okay. She is out. She lays out just boom. Okay. All right. They're screaming. There's yelling. Uh, uh, the media, the uh, of course, the media people were all looking out, trying to figure out what's going on. The security is c- covering us like rats. I hear them in their walkie-talkies, lockdown, 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 like there's some terrorist threat or something. I don't know. They're coming all over, and they wouldn't let us move. The media was just kind of trapped inside this roped-in area, and we weren't allowed to move. The husband was trying to get people back. Security's trying to get people back because all these people and people are screaming and yelling, and the police is coming out and. It's just, it's a very chaotic scene. This lady just passed out. Basically, she fainted. And they got the first responders. The ambulance people were there, of course, right away. There will be a delay. Miss Taylor will not take the stage until the situation is rectified. Okay, fine. Let's get, let's get it worked out. We don't want this poor lady to die on us. You know, no one wants that. So as I'm standing there, I'm sitting there, I should say, the Channel 7, the lady married to the GM guy and one of the top reporters in town, jumps on her chair. And she's trying to get the attention of somebody on the other side to see what's going on. Okay. She is standing, like I said, you got to see this a, a grown woman standing on top of her chair, yelling and can't get anyone's attention. So she starts waving her arms frantically and gets the cameraman, her cameraman, to push himself across to get a camera shot of this lady passed out on the floor. And they wonder why people don't trust the media. Anyway, so she's yelling this. In the meantime, the cops are yelling everybody, stay back, stay back, stay back. 
the first responders who happened to be there, they had a first responder crew there because I think they figured something like this would happen. They start coming up and they start pushing through us, the media people, to get through us to get to the lady who's out, right? All right, hey, we all backed up because we had to. So we got the Channel 7 lady standing there. The Channel 4 person who's sitting down a little way says, wait a minute, if Channel 7 is going to get this story, I'm going to get this story. So he's turning around and he's yelling at his cameraman on the other side of the room to hit, get him up and let's get a picture of this lady too. So what you've got is 5,000 people there, a little old lady passed out in the middle, police everywhere, people yelling everywhere, and two TV cameramen on the opposite end of the room pushing their way through the crowd to try to get a picture of this. <laughs> It was looking back at it now. Unfortunately, the lady was okay, but looking back at it now, it was almost kind of funny. Now, the two society page ladies, they're just sitting there puffing on their, their cigarettes. Back in those days, you could smoke. And on their, their little cigarette holder and their big old hats. I'm surprised they didn't burn the hats down and burn the building up, but they're sitting there smoking. In California, that's what would happen. It burned down the whole state, but this is Michigan. So they're just smoke, smoking away, you know, and they're just, I can't believe that people are acting like this. That's what they're saying to each other. Yeah, can you believe how gauche? Why would these people be doing that? Of course, Donna and I, were just laughing. We think this is the funniest thing, you know, that those two are crazy. We got the Channel 7 lady next to her screaming across and the cameraman pushing to get there. All right. A minute or two later, the lady gets up. She gets to her feet and she's kind of dazed. She looked like she got hit in the head by Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali, you know, and just, oh, she don't know what she's doing. She's, oh, so... Medicine was really advanced back in the 90s, as we all know. So what they did is what they'd always do, give her a glass of water and slap her upside the cheeks a little bit, try to get some color there, and got her back on her feet, and boom, time for Liz Taylor. Seriously, I, I kid you not. Anyway, so they get the lady back on her feet. Somebody found her chair, so she was able to sit down. And by this time, it's probably quarter to 10. Liz Taylor's 15 minutes from going on. And they said, ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Taylor will take the stage in five minutes. Please return to your seats. And, of course, security's all over there screaming and walkie-talks. Get everybody back. Get everybody back. And they're pushing everyone into their chairs. So Don and I are sitting there laughing because we just can't believe what we're seeing. The Channel 7 lady is still up on her chair, still yelling until someone came and told her to sit down. I mean, this is like a three-year-old kid. Hey, lady, sit down. You say your husband's what? He's a vice president at General Motors and you're standing up? Anyway. You know, Channel 4 guy, he's frantic because he can't get in there anywhere. Channel 2, my old buddy, he's just, I don't know what he's doing. He's just kind of wandering around looking like he's lost, which is typical for them. So it's time for Liz Taylor to take the stage, finally. And the place gets real quiet. And they turn down the lights, and it's almost like American Idol when they announce the winner. You know what I mean? Please turn down the lights. Here she comes, and boom, she walks on stage. Uh, I would never put anybody down, especially Elizabeth Taylor, who is a great, great icon of America. She's a favorite of many, many people. Her dress wasn't really appropriate, I think, the way she was dressed. She was wearing a leopard skin skirt that was two sizes too small. Basically, it was cut to there, if you know what I mean. Uh, She's wearing kind of a brown tank top that didn't fit, and that was cut to there, if you know what I mean. I mean, basically, she looked like a uh, a 19-year-old girl going off to uh, the beach on a Sunday afternoon, you know, I mean, she, and here she is with all these people watching her and she really, I mean, just looking at her just like, what, you know, doesn't somebody tell you how to dress? You're Liz Taylor. You think somebody say, Hey Liz, come on, put something on. <laughs> you don't look normal. I mean, my wife does it to me all the time. Hey, what are you really going to wear that in public? You know, I mean, that's kind of what we're looking at here. You know, it's like, really? So she gets up and, uh, it was, she wasn't very good. I'll be honest with you. Uh, she was very, 
condescending to some of the audience members. Uh, I mean, she talked down to a lot of them. I know one lady she told was fat and lose weight. It's like, hey, you know, come on. People out here supporting you. They're staying here on a day. You can be good to them. And we got nothing out of the interview. Somebody asked her about age, and she's made a comment. Well, I don't know anything about that. I just, Michael Jackson's a friend of mine. What, what, what that has to do with age, I don't know. That's kind of what she said, you know. And and I know Elton John, you know. And that was about it. And and it's like, really? You know Michael, ja- Michael Jackson and Elton John, and, and you're an expert on AIDS? Now, that's probably our fault as a station. We should have known that she was an actress and didn't know that. And especially everyone in the station had already interviewed her, and that's why I got the interview. No one wanted to see her again. But uh, anyway, so she does that. Nothing really to report here, nothing to see here. So I take my equipment back, and I got the interview. I mean, it was all on tape, and uh, uh, my questions were asked. I gave it to the security guard, the executive vice president in charge of purchasing for all southeastern Michigan and northern Ohio. Uh, she read my questions and I appreciate that. And I can't remember what I asked now, <laughs> but, um, so I go back to the station. All right. I get in the car and drive back to the station and I played for the news director of the tape and I told her what had happened. And, and I mentioned that this lady had passed out she said, well, do you think that's news? And I said, well, I don't know a, a lady fainting and at a, at an event. I said, that's kind of a common, I mean, we're in Detroit, Michigan, one of the most violent cities in the world. And we're going to cover that. And they agreed not to run it. Yeah, you're probably right. She just write up, you know, 15 seconds on it. And I did. I wrote up a quick little story about the lady passing off old. And uh, here's where it gets kind of bizarre. Noon comes and we turn the TVs on. I told you before, we had four TVs in there with all the stations in town and we had two radios on. Okay. So the four stations, Channel 7, our old friend, right? the old lady who jumped up on the chair, they went live to the mall with her. Okay. She was interviewing the lady who really had no idea what had happened and no idea why it had happened. All she knew is that somehow she woke up and they gave her a glass of water and slapped her in the face to get, get some color in her cheeks and stood her back up. And she was, oh, I guess I faded. I guess I faded. And this newscaster, one of the best news reporters in Detroit, Michigan, again, at the time, the fifth largest market in the country, one of the most violent cities in the world, said to her, can I give you a hug? So this city with all the murders, a city with some of the worst things in the world happening, and you got a mayor who is corrupt and his chief of police and his fire chief are in jail and all this kind of stuff. We're not covering that. No, we're going to show her hug a little old lady to pass out of Liz Taylor and Ben. Okay. So we look at that. My news director, Lisa, gives me a nasty look. Really? They're running this? And where were you? So I was just sitting over here on the side. I couldn't get out. Well, you're bigger than everybody. Why can't you just, well, anyway. Channel 4, we turned Channel 4 on, and Channel 4, well, they didn't get an interview with the lady. What they had was their reporter outside the ring, and he was talking about her and got her name and all this. Their cameraman had apparently somehow got up high. I don't know if he got on a chair or what he did, but he took a picture down at the lady, looking down at the lady. So the lady looked like she was laying on a boxing ring, all flat on her back with her arms all spread out, going, oh, 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 this won't run on TV. Channel 4 ran that, and they're talking about that. Again, they led with that. My old friend Don at WJR, they led with that. We had my little 10-second blurb that we ran for a day or two. I don't know. We ran, and, they, and later I sold those fine, but uh, I don't know. Then the next morning, at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm reading the newspapers. Above the fold in the Detroit Free Press, our little society paper, thought that was the worst thing in the world, that little society lady, oh, why would they cover this stuff? Above the fold on page one, top story. In Detroit, Michigan, a lady passed out at the mall seeing Elizabeth Taylor. 
So I look at that with utter disgust. And <laughs> Detroit Free Press, and that was a free press. The Detroit News had at the bottom of page one. So, hey, and in the world of newspapers, above the fold is a big thing. You know, they, they, they put their best stories on the top above the fold, which means is as it's sitting in a newspaper box, you can walk by and you read it, and that's, you give the top story, and that's why you buy the paper. That story in the free press, above the fold, under the, under the headline, everything, top story. Old Jeff Hare didn't run anything, but that's all right. I didn't get in that much trouble. Like I say, everybody kind of at the end looked at each other kind of embarrassed. Like, why would we have done this anyway? But, <laughs> oh, anyway, the, the things we do when we're young, it was a great time. And I, I like I said, I, I think back to that day a lot, and I always get kind of a chuckle out of seeing those people just yelling in the stream and making them think about it. What do you think, Omar? <laughs> all right, we're going to call it a night. Thanks for joining me. Jeff Hare, my name, the show, of course, did you hear that? We're going to let Miles Davis take it home on a Wednesday. I'll be talking to you before the week is out at some point. Have a good evening. I didn't mean to do that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>